everybody for joining us today. With us we have Dave Guaza and Dave is the CEO of Digits um, and the also founder and CEO of Digits and was also the founding director of Target's cartwheel team, spent 15 years at Target um, and is currently an advisor and head of CPG partnerships with Grocer Key. So Dave, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, so let's, let's before we kind of dive into this crazy world, we have so many questions for you. And um, also just a note for anybody that's joining us um, in the actual webinar, if you want to go ahead and post questions throughout the, uh, the chat, in the chat box on the right-hand side, and we can try to throw those in at Dave while we're going in with the conversation. But Dave, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of your background and kind of how you came into this, this world of, of digital media? Yeah, yeah, thanks for that. I'm excited to be here, guys. Um, I mean, as you said, I had 15 years at Target, and I'd say, you know, 10 of those was more of a traditional merchant. Um, so I started, like many of us at Target did, as an analyst and move up through buyer. And so kind of had that baseline of core merchant knowledge um, at Target. Um, but then I got really lucky. My last four years, I was brought over to run the business side of the Cartwheel team. So Cartwheel at the time was sort of an idea and there were a few people that were working on it and they realized they needed a merchant to kind of come run some of the offers and the vendors. Um, and so that was me. Um, so I went over there, helped build the business side of it, launched it out. And then that really taught me sort of, you know, the digital media side for Target. So, you know, how do you engage with offers digitally? How do you acquire users? How do you kind of monetize that side of it? And really expose me to the digital media side for grocery. Um, and that there's not many of us out there, I think, that have the merchant background and the digital media background. And that specific kind of blend, I think, has sort of helped Digits um, kind of find a niche um, as sort of like physical and digital sales have been merging. And Dave, maybe for those unfamiliar too, like maybe some of those that are listening may be familiar with Cartwheel, like explain exactly like how that worked. And, and you mentioned exposure to digital media, specifically what type of exposure did you get through that platform? Yeah, yeah. So Cartwheel for Target was uh, one of the real first digital coupon apps. Um, so, you know, you have a Target login and you can add a bunch of different, um, you know, offers to your profile. Um, may it be 5% off cheese or 40% off um, a movie or a video game. Um, and then you would engage on your phone digitally through Cartwheel, add offers to your list. Um, you can share them with friends. And then when you got to register, um, you know, you would scan your barcode and um, you know, instantly save. Um, and in the beginning, it was only good on um, physical in-store purchases. So it really sort of started um, for shoppers a way to you know, kind of engage with your phone, but yet transact uh, physically and still in-store. Um, so kind of blended that line. Uh, since now they've rebranded it called Circle. Um, so they rebranded it about a year ago uh, for the folks that are using it now and really sort of I'd say internalized it. It's kind of grown up now and it's sort of part of a lot of what Target does. Um, you know, Circle is a, a bigger, broader loyalty program you know, than it used to be. Yeah. And then like within that, that makes a lot of sense. Like in, within that, like what were you learning how to do? Because I think digital media is sometimes is like this almost, and maybe we will kind of go further on this too, but it's kind of this like amorphous kind of broad catch-all. Like what were like some of the specifics you were learning how to do to give people an idea of like how the, how the nuts and bolts of all this work? Yeah. Um, you know, I think the biggest shift, and this is, 
what kind of store merchants, but also um, store CPGs is going from thinking of a linear promo plan um, and a linear sort of engagement plan for shoppers to then this really fragmented business where you can run you know, multiple coupon strategies. You can talk to shoppers in different stores with different, um, different priorities and different messages um, and really engaging with shoppers on a more one-to-one -one, like personal level, which I'd say now kind of sounds pretty normal when you're talking e-commerce, but seven years ago, when you're trying to use digital tools to influence people in store on a more one-to-one -one level um, was pretty groundbreaking at the time. So I guess if that's, I don't know if that answers your question a bit, but um, you know, showcasing somebody content, whether that's um, a percent off, whether that's a new at Target, um, anything like that via their phone or via the web um, to then get them to come in store. And Dave, talk to us a little bit about what you're doing with digits right now. Like, what does that picture look like? What, what are the things that the merchants are looking at today? How are they kind of setting those plans and how are you with digits helping them kind of decide what that playbook should be? Yeah, good question. Yeah. So we digits, we have um, sort of two arms of what we do. Um, one is we assist brands back into target. So we have a, a full service digital, um, circle, digital shelf, and Roundel sort of support um, for brands that are into Target. Um, so will you dive into that just a little bit, just so I understand? So like, what kind of services are, are you offering? Like, what's a, is this like D2C brands that are getting in there? Like, how does the, I, this is like, you gotta put the puzzle together for us, Dave. Um, you know, it's really- Second graders, Dave. Yes, Talk to us that way, yeah. Please. <laughs> um, you know, it's for any brands. Uh, so I'd say for us, we work with 200 brands today into Target. Um, and wow. so we have a couple of clients that are top 10 CPGs, like very big name brands. Um, and then we have others that are on the smaller side. Um, but, you know, Target essentially makes these tools available. Um, like pretty much any brand can go to Target, work with Roundell, um, do sponsored search advertising, um, run circle offers, and it's all just web-based tools that brands need to be able to use to, you know, enter these promotions or these um, media platforms. But I think a lot of brands haven't quite um, uh, kind of graduated to figure out how to do that, like on a day-to-day -day okay. basis. And so it's sort of fill that gap um, in between um, for like local specific target expertise. Okay. Does that answer? Dave, yeah, Dave, does, it, does display advertising or anything like that come into play here too? Or is it mainly just like the types of activities you talked about? Um, display does. So okay. I'd say at Target, um, you know, Roundell does a really good job with that. And so they offer it very like full service. Um, so they if, they, okay. if you're a brand and you want to do Roundell digital display, um, they'll you know, manage you pretty full service. So I'd say the need for an external agency like us is a little less um, because they supply and you know, support the program so well. Okay. Um, but the other side of our business we do is um, we help groceries build it themselves. So essentially what we do with Grocer Key um, and there's more display mm -hmm. there. And what does that look like? Talk That's to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, we partner with Grocer Key, um, Jeremy, who you guys you know, have had on, um, they, you know, they provide software for mid and small um, grocery stores. And we, you know, we manage all the digital media um, on-site placements for you know, the grocery sites. So whether that's homepage placements, um, search boost, search display, um, email campaigns, uh, we'll manage those for the grocer um, and actually sell them out to the brands um, and kind of monet help them monetize um, their site and help give brands ways and tools to kind of drive their business. So 
things have changed quite a bit in the last three months, Dave, especially people's shopping habits. Um, I imagine things have changed quite a bit for you guys and the clients that you're working with. What has that been like? Yeah, yeah. Digital grocery is um, it's different now than it used to be. Um, you know, there's a lot more people being stuck in their homes trying to, you know, trying um, either curbside pickup for the first time or um, delivery shipped at home for the first time. And I'd say, so for us, um, you know, a lot of brands probably took the first month and were a little, um, a little scared of running content, right? Because there's so much uh, pantry loading, so much empty shelves. There wasn't a ton of need to really drive business. Um, sure. They were more so trying to figure out the supply chain. Hmm. Um, but once that kind of got figured out, I'd say later into April, kind of early May, um, a lot of brands now have kind of reached out to us and are trying to figure out how to use digital tools to kind of drive their business. It, Dave, are people couponing right now? I'm curious. Like I've, you know, I've heard there's just such an inelastic demand for so many of the items. And then, you know, people are kind of controlling their assortments too, that they're putting in the store and just trying to, you know, feed the stores with the, the best, most important items. Like we've heard stories that, you know, circular advertisements are down, all kinds of things like that. In-store promotions are down. Are you seeing less digital activity on the whole, more digital activity? Like how has that played out? Yeah. Yeah. We, We've seen less up until probably about two weeks ago. And okay. then it's back. So we're kind of back to normal there. As um, we start to reopen and things are okay. Yep, yep, yep. But a lot of retailers did, to your point, pull back on promotions. Uh, I mean, there was so much business happening with StockUp um, that they've had to pull back on promos. Um, but digital's come back faster. So a lot of retailers we track are back up on digital. And do you think we're on the front end of a sh even more a more pronounced shift into digital promo spend then is that, do you think that's probably what's also been happening in these last two weeks say against traditional modes of spend or, or do you think it's just, everything's kind of rising at the tide at this point? Uh, I think digital is rising faster than in store. Okay. I mean, it's kind of given people a taste of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. What you can do um, via digital, it's getting people more used to it. Um, sort of like um, digital grocery itself, right? It's sort of forcing people to try digital grocery. It's forcing brands to try digital coupons. Um, and some of them will stick around um, if they like what they're doing. So Dave, you and I had a conversation because a couple weeks ago on the Fast Five, we were talking about the, the new partnership between Shift and Quotient. And one thing that was really great, um, and we always love to get audience feedback, but it was really great for you to help me understand because in my mind, it seemed like, okay, digital coupons, this is amazing. The more brands that are putting more coupons right in my app as I'm ordering from Shift or Instacart or whatever, um, the, the more that you provide the accessibility of those kinds of delivery services to more people. And so tell us a little bit about the, as you see it, kind of the intricacies between some of those relationships. And, you know, if I'm a retailer or if I'm a brand that's considering working with a third party like this, um, what are some things that you should be thinking about when you kind of look at that whole landscape? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was uh, definitely interested. I'll give you my sort of thoughts on it. So do it. I mean, it was fun to watch from the sidelines, by the way. If you want, oh, go ahead, Dave. Sorry, you're breaking up. But uh, oh, yeah. Um, I was going to say for like digital coupons, right? There's two ways to do it. Um, one is retailer direct, right? And okay. so how are you setting up, um, you know, a, a promotion just at an individual retailer? Um, the other is working with a third party, like Quotient's a third party, Inmar's a third party, um, and think of those like. 
the difference between like a big national umbrella program um, and then bottoms up retail. Um, okay. Almost mass media versus digital. And so, you know, with, with Shipt, I think what I had told you was, you know, it's great for the customers, I guess, because if you're trying to save a buck off a Tide or a dollar off Cheerios, like those types of deals that you're used to, right. um, then it brings it in, right? And you can save on that. Um, those deals had, you know, usually pull into a, a Target app or a Dollar General app or you know, a lot of other retailers pull that same feed in. Um, okay. So that, think of that sort of as just like a baseline. Um, like a lot of retailers pull all in that same content proportion. Um, you know, my negative side of it, like the reason I probably was um, messaging was, you know, for me, um, I was a little disappointed that Ship didn't, isn't sort of developing that proprietary on their own. Uh, so from a um, shipped point of view, um, having the ability to create retailer promotions, your own promotions is sort of a core competency of like a national digital retailer that, you know, as a, just an industry guy, uh, was sort of wondering why they wouldn't try to go out and do that on their own, um, versus bringing in a third party to do it. Um, but. and what does that look like? I mean, you, were you guys doing that for early cartwheel stuff that you were working on? Like what is the, what is involved in setting that up in-house? Yeah, good question. So, I mean, the actual ability, you have to be able to, you know, take a discount off a product, right? Um, but then you're sourcing in the deals, right? So you need to staff up with a sales team. You need to have the technology for it. Um, you need to be able to, in Chip's case, probably have different deals by different retailer. Um, so it gets a little nuanced. Um, they need to clear it out, right? Based on um, clearing if you save a dollar from somebody, how do you then bill back you know, into the brand and there's a lot of money sort of shaving hands. Um, so it's a little complicated that way, um, but it's not that different than, you know, an e-com, um, you know, ship to home type retail. Sure. And you it own is, all the data of who's right. And that, that's kind of a big piece is owning your own data. Sure. Um, you know, on the flip side, Instacart's got um, as a competitor to shift has very robust proprietary um, search and coupon technology, right? So, this sort of signals to me that shift is just taking another, a different approach uh, versus what Instacart's doing. Dave, help me understand then. Cause that part of that, it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. Like based on the conversation we were having five, 10 minutes ago, isn't target already essentially doing that with Roundell? Like why, like why take this different, why take this different approach then for this specific use case with shift? Yeah, I think shift, um, you know, they try to operate as their own company. Right. And so uh, everything that we've seen and heard um, and they've put out there, right, is they they want to still be a um, national player. Right. They're not just targets um, delivery service. They're mm -hmm. a service for what, 50 retailers, 100 retailers, whatever the, the number is these days. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a pretty important tenant for them is to try to do that. Um, and not just sort of be, you know, targets delivery service. It's interesting. It seems like to your point, there could be some type of synergies or at least technological synergies there between technological, excuse me, synergies there between the efforts, like, uh, yeah, versus going that approach, even if you are trying to be separate. It's funny when I saw you guys is um, uh, kind of tete-a-tete -tete or discussion going online there. Um, I actually asked you, but I was curious because it got me thinking like how much of the business is actually outside of target? Like how many people use ship for business outside of target? I don't think we really know that or understand that. Um, so I asked their media relationship, but I wasn't able to get an answer back. So yeah, yeah, I don't they actually did not respond. They, so they declined to comment at all. Uh, they didn't even decline. They actually just didn't. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. Cause you're, you're bringing out, you two are, I mean, that's a really interesting conversation in terms of, you know, strategically, is that a smart move? Yeah. 
So Dave, what in, in that same uh, shift release, the quotient CEO said that, you know, he believes that physical couponing in general is pretty much set to go away. He believes within like the next 18 months, if that's the case, what do you think this means? You know, being an expert in this area, what do you think that means that retailers and brands and even the third parties that are serving those brands, um, what do they need to be thinking about or what does the future kind of look like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I agree like in concept that they're going away, but I think okay. back in our, like even when we were building out cartwheel, um, you know, six years ago, we might've said something mm -hmm. like that too. Right. And so um, I absolutely believe in the trend that that's happening, but 18 months seems pretty aggressive. Um, sure. But um, the de general trend makes a ton of sense. I mean, um, retailers essentially, right, are building out tools to connect digitally with their shoppers, right? And so once you can use more like digital tactics to input people's like physical shopping, then you don't necessarily need a paper circular anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can essentially give somebody one-to-one -one pricing, one-to-one -one product media, um, you know, people are getting different push notifications. It's essentially like sending a different circular to everybody's house, right? If you want to think of it that way. And so the concept makes a ton of sense. Just the change management is, is difficult. Um, I know like we were talking about this, it sort of reminded me like when JCPenney pulled away all their promotions, right? And they were trying to change their business yeah. model overnight and they lost all their customer base, right? So the concept makes a lot of sense. I just think actually pulling it off um, for the entire industry would be pretty difficult um, to kind of like get rid of the, the physical circulars. Well, and we were talking about just, you sent me a McKinsey study that, you know, shows that we're moving more towards this over half of Americans are now moving to digital shopping. Do you think that like, how much do you think, I guess, COVID is impacting the move for for retailers toward more digital couponing like or affecting that if we are, we're saying this 18 month time horizon is a thing yeah. how much do you think that's impacting that or how much effect do you think that would have on how quickly we move to to more digital grocery and and therefore more digital couponing yeah i i think covid um you know there's lots of studies and articles out there have really you know put accelerant on it, right? And so um, advanced e-com for grocery about three years, maybe to five years, kind of overnight. And, you know, a couple of factors there as far as promotions, a lot of our clients um, on the retail side have stopped doing a, a bunch of in-store um, discounts. So whether it be temporary price cuts, price reductions, even weekly ads and sales, because to hire the staff and the labor to put up the tags at the shelf, and to have that many people literally walking around a store and hanging tags, um, you know, makes social distancing and stuff more difficult. So a lot of those retailers have purposely leaned in to the digital side because uh, you can do that so much easier from a labor. Um, and so I do expect that to sort of accelerate on um, kind of those are like, you know, retailer operations side. So. And do you think that so I, I was surprised again, I keep going back to that that particular news story, but I was surprised that it took this long for digital coupons to kind of be there and active on the product page 
um, you know, given how long even Instacart's been around, it kind of reminded me of like the electric car industry. Like why something has to be stopping us from making it easier for people, especially during this pandemic time to redeem these offers in the app or while they're shopping, um, instead of having to carry the, the physical coupons around. Is there like some secret force that or benefit that there is for retailers or for the brands to kind of keep these from, from being more easily accessible for the customer? Yeah, the, the biggest challenge is like cross retailers POS integration. So um, if you wanted to set up like um, a coupon platform, let's say you wanted to go build one tomorrow, right? Okay, that sounds like a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah. that sounds awesome. <laughs> Um, you would have to literally integrate with every retailer's POS, right? And so like when Quotient builds their network, they have to have agreements retailer by retailer and sort of piece together this national network. Um, and then you need to have real-time connectivity, you know, back and forth to an app. And so retailers on their own can do it very well, like a Circle, um, Dollar General app, whichever um, kind of like internal ecosystems can be really cool. Um, but if you were trying to build a you know, national agnostic type program, um, it can be very difficult. Um, so that has sort of stopped a lot of that kind of you know, national tops down growth um, is just the POS integration. Um, there's some interesting things happening with blockchain. I won't pretend to be too um, smart about it, but I hear them at conferences that I think um, you know, maybe might crack the nut and change some of those things at some point as far okay. as um, retailers, reducing fraud, um, you know, that sort of thing within the coupon space um, that might make things a little bit more, it, it might help it catch fire a little bit more um, from a, a national side. Dave, along those lines too, I've always, I've, always, I've always wanted to ask you this. I don't think we've ever talked about this when you've been at Third House or anything, but we, we and we, I think we talked about it on a podcast, Ian, if I'm not mistaken, but why hasn't a retailer, like Walmart actually to me seems like the person most inclined to do this. Why hasn't a, a retailer like Walmart just said, you know what, all the CPG manufacturer coupons in the world, we've got them and just come in, show your barcode through like Walmart pay and we will just automatically put those on your bill or deduct those from, you know, your bill at the register. Why haven't we seen anybody do that? It seems like a, a total smart play to instill confidence in the consumer uh, someone like a Walmart could do it given their low price promise, but yet we force the consumer to basically do all the hard work to redeem these coupons. Why is that? It, I can't yeah. understand it. So, I mean, that's the, it's the nature of the industry, right? Like it, brand, that's brand money, right? That's somebody like Tide saying, here's $20 million to incent purchases, right? But they, they only want to be able to do that if somebody takes an action, right? And like clicks a button to say, yes, I want this. And so it's all about um, proving out incrementality. So if I give you the deal because you bought it, I can't prove that it was incremental because like, you might've just not even knew it was on sale, right? Uh, or on right. coupon, you just got it. Um, Cause they're all competing against each other for yeah. whatever's on that shelf. Yeah. The, right. argument, the argument we've had is, you know, if I wanted to just give you the savings, I would have just changed the shelf price, right? Like I don't want to, it, it's sort of, um, moving towards more of a one-to-one -one pricing philosophy, right? Yeah. Customers that care about price and value are willing to put in some work and they get it for a little cheaper. Um, somebody that doesn't, right, just pays whatever the shelf price is. Yeah. Um, so it starts to turn into a little bit of, um, you know, a one, not one-to-one, -one, but shopper-based type uh, retail almost um, pricing. 
Yeah, and there's different mar the different marketing psychologies and handles of all those things are really you know yeah. unique and different too. But that's part of why it's not at the same scale of um, you know weekly ad, right? Because you you're requiring the customer to do something. Um, you're not just giving them free. If you did give it to them for free, um, you know, without any action, maybe it would grow faster. Um, but then probably something else would develop on the other end that would say, okay, but if you're willing to put in the work, you can even do this, right? Or you can mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Have you seen, I'm curious, have you seen any move? Have you seen like any discussions at all burgeoning right now around like these types of capabilities that we're talking about while you're in store with like say scan and go shopping? Like, are you yeah. seeing that at all? You are. Yeah. Um, awesome. Lots of tech sort of being developed, right? Like in the industry, you're hearing things. Um, people know that's sort of a next space, right? So upcoming trends, right? Um, scan a barcode to either, you know, let's say you're checking its price, you're checking there's coupons, or maybe you're adding it to your cart, is then how are you engaging with the shopper then right in there, right? You add ground beef, can we show you um, buns, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever that is. And so that's, um, that technology is sort of, it's available. And I'd say more retailers probably will start to pull it up as those use cases just become more, um, more prevalent. Yeah, especially with COVID, seems like a smart, safe way for consumers yeah. to shop. And like you, I, the point I hadn't thought about before too, like you said, actually less price sign management for uh, people in the store too. So less things that employees have to touch, which is an important angle I hadn't thought about before. Yeah, that's cool. Especially during uh, COVID and times, you know, less touching equals less cleaning. Yeah, exactly. And less expense overall. It's not like, you know, depending on what type of retailer you are. So just a reminder for people that are on the chat, if you want to submit some questions for Dave, go ahead and do so in the chat box on the right. And we'll pull those questions in as we're going through. Um, I have, I have another question for you, Dave, especially um, as we're talking about kind of stimulating the economy. You mentioned that you're starting to see more action from some of the grocers uh, or uh, sorry, from some of the customers, especially in grocery, starting to kind of take advantage of these offers again. Um, Alibaba is doing a unique thing in China. Um, some research just came out um, about how they're using, instead of you know, government handing out incentives to people by, in, by way of stimulus check, they're actually putting special coupon offers into Alipay so that when people are doing everything from you know, ordering takeout to ordering their groceries, uh, they can apply these credits to, to kind of say, look, this is where we want you to spend your money. We don't want you to just save it and keep it at home. We want this to kind of be funneled back into the economy. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it sounds pretty awesome. Um, I, I think uh, it's sort of the idea of like a stimulus check, right? If you will, sort exactly. of, but on a product level, right? Um, yeah, I think it sounds pretty awesome. I, I don't know like kind of given the conversation we had a few minutes ago, how you'd pull it off, right? Sure. Um, in today's world, the government would have to work with a big national retailer like a Walmart, right? Or maybe they could send out some sort of like prepaid visas or, you know, Apple, some coupons through them. I mean, there, there might be a way to sort of do it that way. Um, sure. Almost maybe through Apple Pay or, or other sort of like integrated payments that a lot of retailers have. Um, that's kind of been the, the roadblock to doing anything um, I don't want to say government sponsored, but sort of national. Yeah, that's Dave, is that one of the roadblocks for SNAP, like with food stamp benefits? Is like this whole point of sale piece too, like for yeah. those being available for use online? Is that part of this issue too? Never uh, as far that. as I, I know, only a little bit to be dangerous there. Yeah, no, that's um, fine. If you don't know, I'm just yeah. curious. I know um, we had done a little bit of work with a company that uh, does digital, um, you know, SNAP benefits. 
And I know there's uh, challenges there um, as far as digitizing those, making them available digital, um, even looking at your balance and sort of things like that as a, as you know, a user and understanding how much money you have available to yourself um, can be difficult. Getting so, it to work with every retailer throughout the country correct. by a local level. Yeah, that's got to be complicated, much more complicated than I thought. Yeah. Dave, um, in, in wrapping here, what does a digital couponing and media utopia look like for you? <laughs> what, uh, what is that world? And is it 18 months away? Uh, 18 months, you know, maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, if we keep having these pandemics, maybe it'll keep driving people to do it. Right? Yeah, right. Um, so let's hope not in that respect, but I guess it, like a utopia would be, um, you know, within the industry is sort of one-to-one -one shopper coupons, right? If I'm new to a brand, I should get a hot discount. So I try it. Uh, but if I'm loyal, how do I keep getting a pretty good discount because I'm loyal to you? Right. And so how do we do that? Um, you know, every item in every store should sort of be eligible for coupons. And then the data finds the right way to give the right discounts to the individual shopper to sort of drive, you know, drive their lifetime value up, right? So it, it's a lot like, um, I mean, I'm like Amazon's pricing model or other sort of e-com, but how do you apply that to somebody walking around with a cart putting cans of soup in their basket, right? Like it's, it's hard, um, but that's probably sort of the utopia side from a grocery side. Um, is how are you mentioning that on a shopper base level? You, you made me think of two more questions. The first being, um, what does this look like with voice? And like, how are brands thinking about digital couponing and as customers are searching for groceries via voice now? Um, are you guys looking at that at all? I'm sure. You know, a little bit. It hasn't really cracked the nut. Um, okay. Or something that again, comes up at conferences, but I haven't, wouldn't tell you, I'd say I've seen it in real life. Um, okay. Some of the ideas go around, you know, I'm sure we all have friends and I'm like, I'm a coupon, um, obviously, uh, you know, far <laughs> to the, heavy leaning into coupons, right? There yes. are other people that couldn't care less, right? They don't want to spend the time to open it up and search and look for a coupon. So, but how could they engage? Would they, would they say, you know, hey, Alexa, uh, what is their coupons untied? Please apply them to my account. Would they be willing to do that? Maybe. And so sometimes it's less about the actual couponing as it is the experience of getting to them that sure. voice opens up some things, or maybe it's text, maybe it's messenger. I, I think some of that's white space um, of how do you actually change the experience of finding it? Right. Open up the market for people. Well, yeah, I wonder, like, I mean, to me, it's like, okay, if I'm used to adding Tide laundry detergent and I say, hey, Alexa, add Tide, um, is there the opportunity for either a new brand or another brand who's offering it, you know, can all be like, Alexa, prompt them, all is doing a $3 off coupon at Walmart right now. Um, you could do that one instead. Do you want to go with that one? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. A lot of sense. I could, or... Yeah, the brands would love it to say, oh, if you buy two, we'll give you 50 cents off. So sure. here's the two in your basket, right? Sure. But that same, sort of, uh, same sort of idea. It makes a ton of sense. So like, what's that thing called in like honey, but for in-store purchases too? Like do all yeah. the work for me, you know, exactly. get it honey done. That, no one's really invented that yet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get on that in, um, when we're done making our couponing, couponing machine from here, home. our platform from home. Yeah. Um, Ibotta does it a little bit. If you guys are familiar with Ibotta. Um, oh yeah. Okay. The, you know, it's a receipt scan program. Um, sure. I think, 
I do believe now they will actually give you any discount that's out there based on your receipt scan without you clicking it. So Chris, it's sort of your, you told that them. Nirvana, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they're, they collect a lot of data that way. Right. I mean, they're essentially seeing your entire, yeah. right. And then they, they have, that gives them other things. Right. And then they'll kind of reward you as a shopper um, for giving them that based on any sort of coupons out there. Yeah. Dave, you mentioned, you know, if I'm a new brand getting into target, what's your advice for like some of these D to C brands or smaller brands that are just starting out trying to get into a target or Walmart who just need to incentivize people to try the product to like get them to try their, their detergent versus the tide. Um, what is the approach that you'd recommend for those brands um, trying to trying to just kind of get get some share, especially as people are are more leaning towards now digital shopping? Right. Yeah. The biggest advice we give, you know, especially startup or smaller brands, is they have an inherent advantage to be better at digital than the big guys do, which seems kind of counterintuitive. But if you only have four, five, six SKUs. You know, how are you always online with a coupon? What, your images on the website need to look great. You need to have great reviews, yeah. great copy. Um, and a lot of these brands are sort of used to that digital marketing um, sure. that they'll come into like a Target or a Walmart and like their digital experience will look very good, right? And then you'll compare them to potentially an established CPG that has millions of dollar budgets and those big CPGs have just moved slower and haven't focused on digital. So we really push our smaller brands that they can, they can win more than their fair share on digital because they can do it better. They can do it faster. They're more flexible um, than these big sort of, you know, mature large scale CPG organizations that haven't really um, yet matured to this idea of e-commerce tactics. Wow. That's, that's a scary thought for the CPGs, the big, you know, the big branded CPGs. Cause right now with COVID, if we're all going digital first more, that just means more death by a thousand cuts. They get how to do digital first, provided they have the supply chains to keep those stores in stock when people do go shopping in store or, or for curbside pickup or whatever it is. That's, that's really interesting. Wow. I gotta ask you this before we let you go and open up the floor to questions. What's your prediction here? Like where we, I haven't asked him on this yet. I think we're gonna have to start doing this Ann, but like, where are we at in like a month, two months? Like, are we all back to normal? What you think this is going to like, where do you think the grocery industry especially is going to be? Um, you know, we, so a lot of our clients are about 15% digital right now. Like they yeah. were maybe 5% before um, COVID okay. and we don't think we're going backwards. I mean, so maybe people start going back a little bit, um, but it's opened a lot of doors um, and a lot of people trying, you know, digital and grocery for the first time. And you know, just in our conversations or intercepts, I mean, it might go back a little bit because people actually like going shopping. But, you know, if you were a 100% in-store shopper before, maybe now you're going to be 70-30. Like literally today is my kid's last day of school. So I used Chip to order um, ice cream and root beer uh, because she wanted it for root beer floats this afternoon to kind of celebrate. And so like, I never would have been able to do that before, right? So how do, I, how do you do things like that that just create a new use case that you wouldn't have had before as a shopper? Um, so yeah, so I guess to answer your point, where are we going to be? I think we're still going to be very heavy into it, but maybe a little bit of a step back from where it was a month ago. Okay. But still pretty high. And then if we have a snapback, it's interesting because if we have a snapback as a country, you know, maybe it even pushes it more like this, we probably haven't found that upper bound necessarily either. So yeah, still a lot to unfold. Wow. That's fascinating. Fascinating stuff to think about though. God. 
we're all predict we're all we're all Nostradamus trying to figure it out, you know? Right. Um, well, Dave, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of your expertise and what you've been working on. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, David Glaza, or my um, work email is Dave at digitsagency.com. Um, so pretty, pretty simple there. So yeah, digitsagency.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you guys.